Hey everybody, it's John. Uh, just a reminder to go check out patreon.com slash steal this beer. The show is brought to you by you. And so every time uh, you send us a couple of bucks, we're able to buy some beer for our guests and send them out and bring some cool people in. So thanks for all of your support over the last six years of this show. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you and we're going to keep doing it because of you. So thanks again. Again, patreon.com slash steal this beer. And here come the cops. about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. You, you're, you sound very rushed and I just, Do I on? need you to, I just take a beat. It's Sunday. We're sitting here at your brewery. We got some beers in front of us. I know you're watching the clock, and I know why you're watching the clock. But I'm just saying, like, well, we just, our, just our, our accomplice du jour is, is, is Jeff Alworth, and he has a very important book signing to do here at Carton Brewing in 30 minutes. And we said we'd grab 40 to chat him up yeah. for the show before that. But I know how you and your slave driver publishers get about the importance of an on-time book signing. So I'm feeling a little pressure, John. Well, you You're reading that accurately. Like, literally, the book, the book signing table is, and we can count this out, but it is no more than six feet from where Jeff is right now. I'm going to go I'm gonna go seven and a half. Okay. Because I'm six feet, and okay. if I laid down there, there'd be room between my head and the table. All but right, it is well. that, it's, it's probably six steps. Anyway. What's up, babe? Yeah. It's nice to sit down in it, person with old friends. It, it, am I right is. that Jeff was on like our fourth or fifth episode actually we, out west? Yeah, we did shows in Barcade originally, and then it was, hey, let's go to Portland for the Craft Brewers Conference. And we had no idea what we were doing, but those were some formidable shows for us because Jeff introduced us, as we have now talked after having Lisa Allen on the show and everything, yeah. but Jeff introduced us to so many great beers and veins of conversation that six years later on this podcast we're still talking about episode four with you gave me my first heater alan huzzah 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 to you sir welcome jeff how are you man i'm good i have to lean way over here um i i say spread your legs around the barrel and just get yeah, right just up on it like i'm doing um so anyway we are here at carton and i've been i've <laughs> jeff's been here all of 12 minutes and i've handed him six beers to drink so this should get fun soon yeah and you hand me i I was not aware that you did cask ale. I'm There's so all excited. kinds of stuff we do that nobody knows about because I'm horrible at marketing. But yeah, we always have a cask ale, a true cask conditioned engined beer. And we also make all these little crispy boys you're drinking next to your New England and East Coast IPA. Not only is it a cask ale, it is a, a brown a cask ale. A proper British brown. Which is, this may be possibly the, the least fashionable beer in America. Well, <laughs> welcome to Carton. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> if they, if so, if it so, when I say I'm off the beaten craft, I don't only mean do new things in new ways. Yeah. I mean do all the old shit everybody's afraid to do, and that's one of them. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's fine got, to be afraid of making money. I think like that's cool to. Dude, yeah. I'm an artist. <laughs> it's got a little bit of roast malt in there, but mm -hmm. it's nutty. What do you, what, what's your base malt for this? Uh, that one is actually 50% pale, and then there's a whole bunch of just Vienna and stuff put in there to, to make it better. But um, but yeah, so the joke on that one is it's called This State Needs More Pubs, 
and I couldn't write fucking on the can, but the, the real title that beer is the state needs more fucking pubs. And that's the part that's fun. Cause you know, I'm constantly paying attention to our social media. The people that have drank that beer are like, yes, it does. Fucking Jersey needs more pubs. And I'm like, all right, then it's done its job. It's, yeah. it's, it's planted that seed in, in 20 people's heads. Cause 20 people like brown ale. But they're out there making the argument that the state needs more fucking pubs. Yeah, but they really like it. Yeah, they do. They're a passionate group. So talk to us. You were saying um, there's so many things. we got to hear about your commute. we got to talk about the Bible. i got Bible jokes to make, so we'll get to them. But uh, <laughs> we'll see if I've heard those before. Yeah, before Warren. Well, no, it was it was come. more it was more an overarching. Do you call it a Bible because it's a collection of apocryphal stories? People have said to a thing they worship that may or may not make sense, and it isn't an encyclopedia, just like it couldn't be. Is that why it's the Bible, or is it for other reasons? But that's a different argument. Have we ever talked about romantic facts on this podcast? Mm-hmm. Not on this podcast. The romantic facts are. That's a conversation that the two of us have had that I don't know have ever made it out into the larger Well, record larger that shit. World. I want to hear you talk about romantic yeah. facts. Yeah, you a, teed it up. It's a good one. It's, uh, it's something that really permeates all of beer, so it ties into what you're talking about. Yeah, like, like our friend Patton, who wrote the actual book that tracked IPA and kind of explained a lot of what was confused in IPA Ron lore. Ron Pattinson. Ron Pattinson, thank you. Well, Pete Brown, I think, did most. Pete of the Brown is who I meant. Okay. I'm sorry, Pete yeah. Brown is who I mean. Pete well, Brown's and, around and, the world in eighty beers or whatever. And Martin Cornell was in there too. Yeah, true, yeah. true. But I guess, I guess, what I'm saying is, recently on one of those stupid Facebook things I'm in, and I think it was a trolling question, but like, is it true that IPA is hops or could make the journey toward a blah 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 blah? And the first guy is like, that no, was- that's why it's high alcohol. And I'm like. Watching it happen, and then I watched everybody come in with, all right, so we've just named three people who've kind of (laughs) elucidated what's going on. And everybody had, like, just enough facts to be completely wrong. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I I couldn't help myself. You know me. I jumped in and tried to straighten out just the littlest, like, the guy who was closest to right. I'm like, okay, hold on. And he's like, no, you're wrong. I'm like, all right, fuck me. Go on. So I think the way that romantic facts that we started talking about this came about was a couple years ago at the Great American Beer Festival, Sam Adams used to do this media brunch. No, was that back when they were still winning? And entering and all that. But either way, they would do do this thing every year, and they would always roll out That's how they won, right? They'd they'd throw throw these parties where they'd be like, remember, you like beer seven and the tasting the most people. So there's another quick story about that. In the very early days of the Great American Beer Festival, uh, they would walk around, Sam Adams would walk around and hand out painter's caps. Like, remember, like, the, Mm -hmm. you know, like, with the logo on it, and then encourage everybody because they had just gotten this, you know, nickel costing hat uh, to go vote for them in the consumer poll choice, like the consumer poll. And so like they were winning the consumer poll at the Great American Beer Festival every year because they were giving away like painters hats and shit like that. And now they're a billion dollar company. Sure. No, they're doing great. They're, and they're, they're kicking really ass well. in Seltzer. I bet you there's a badass collection of truly painters hats we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> the limited edition Chuck Taylors. That's right. uh, but, so sweet. But at one of these these media brunches, and I think I was telling Jeff the story afterwards, uh, Jim Cook was up there and basically made the claim that Sam Adams had invented wood-aged beer. And the person who was sitting next to me at the time goes, yeah, fuck you, Rodenbach. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so I think I was telling Jeff this, but like it gets out there, and if somebody doesn't know how to check the facts or whatever, like it now becomes one of these romantic facts. Like, oh, of course, Sam Adams invented wood age beer because Jim Cook said it on stage, and you see other examples of this, like you know, like Sierra Nevada, there. It's no Careful knock. here. I know. I, He's still got my respect. No, and, and, and mine <laughs> as well. But if you read the about section of Sierra Nevada, it will say in 1980, Ken Grossman founded Sierra Nevada. There's no mention of the business partner that was the other 50%. Paul Camusi. Yeah, Paul Camusi was the other half of that business who got bought out, I don't know, 20 years ago yeah, or thereabouts. But he was still an owner long into Sierra. Yes. Yeah. But like... When it just is now the definitive in 1980, Ken Grossman, period, founded, period, Sierra Nevada, period. It's like, a lot of periods. But, like, that's, yeah, it's, it's not grammatically no. correct. But, um, <laughs> but those are the things. But then it just sort of yeah. builds up over time and people sort of forget, like, some of the, the early facts and all that kind of stuff. So. I'd love to know what Cass is doing right now. I know. Cass has taken. Cass is somehow Instagramming. But anyway, romantic facts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part, you know, the, the thing we love about beer is. Uh, we fall in love with it, so it just lends itself to myth making almost immediately. And and you're kind of drunk when you're drinking, so I hope you know so. nobody's fact checking, and it just it just happens naturally. It's it's okay. Yeah, well, it's, you know, we used to say it a lot more. I don't know if I've gotten less confident, but it was uh, just a given on the show back in those first three or four years. And Augie Carton, often wrong, always confident. Yeah, like I I will <laughs> declare it, and I hope I've put but no poison into the world. Fact checking. I was doing real time fact checking on the air well before CNN and all of the me others. though, just yeah. of me though. Had to make it's it not it like you even pay attention to our guests. Yeah. You were just listening for me to make mistakes. Wrong. <laughs> 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 like we've had people on the show. You know who got it the worst? Remember when poor Eric was on the show for Magnify? And he gave us somebody's boysenberry smasher okay. sour. I mean, it was a really fun beer. It was great. But in the middle of it all, Eric's like, I just love how balanced it is. And I was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Do you know what balanced is? Because this beer is two things, sour and fruit. <laughs> there is literally no malt, no yeast, no fucking... Th- like, there's only four things to balance, and two of them didn't even show up to this party. Yeah. Like, this, these scales are tipped to two flavors, Eric. And he's like, all right, fine, Augie, blah, blah, blah. It was... It's a very fun conversation. That was. But, um, but so, yeah, romantic facts. So, but, again, going back to the Bible metaphor, because there's nothing I like to do than trash in the Bible, and you've written a Bible. Jesus. But the, so the, one of the things I love to point out when I do my the fucking Rahayan Skabota's attacks, not a purity law speech, is that when it was written, yeast wasn't there because nobody knew what yeast was. So if you just date yeast to Pastor, Beer was actually magic for five thousand years. I have a I have a fun fact. Give it to I, me. I baby. can give you a fun fact <laughs> on Reinheitsgebot and yeast. So they knew yeast existed, right? Like you're a brewer. You they know, did not know yeast existed. They, they totally knew they had to do all this and wait. Nope, they knew yeast existed, and, uh, and you're a brewer, right? So mm-hmm. like when you brew, there's white stuff. You get white stuff. Pellicle. Yeah, I mean there's there's <laughs> there's, there's something there. Brewer, right. they were just as smart as we were, and they were looking at that white stuff. Uh, which, which the Germans called Zoig stuff, okay. stuff, and there were there were actually even people called awesome. Hefners, and they were the people who collected the stuff. So this uh, is going back 500 years, right? Okay. And they would they would press out the beer, uh, and the beer that they pressed out would go to the poor. Um, it was you know not not very good beer, um, and then they would repitch that, and that that stuff they they didn't know what it was they just knew that if you put it in the beer it made it taste a lot better than if you didn't put it in the beer the second generation stuff apparently yeah it's like you repitch it and they mm-hmm. they were repitching it and they they didn't 
totally get what was going on. It took Pasteur to say, oh, this is a biological process. These are little okay. unicelled organisms. Um, but the interesting thing about Reinheitsgebot Heitzkebo is, and these are the kind of fun facts you find in the beer Bible. In a beer Bible. Yeah. So uh, you know if you've made a Bible that's only claiming facts, you've not made a Bible. Well, uh, <laughs> this, is the, this is the new and improved beer Bible. Um, no no beer religion. The no. doesn't, doesn't have the same marketing ring to and it. And I guess somehow... Uh, What's it called? What's that Japanese company that makes beer in Brooklyn? Uh, Brooklyn? Yeah, did they patent Encyclopedia? Like, you're not allowed to use that on beer books anymore? <laughs> in fairness, though, just uh, for Wait, background. Wait, I, I gotta go back. Oh, got, okay. I, I, got I got more on Ron Heitzkebo. Don't act like so, this is your first time on the show. I you know. knew you had to go back. I did, I did. It's <laughs> so fascinating, though, to me. Uh, they understood that it was uh, a product, but they didn't, they didn't consider it an ingredient. They considered it an agent that went through the beer and was not an ingredient, so that's why it's not mentioned. And this is this is uh, valuable because later, when they had to adjudicate modern brewing processes, you know, which came down the line, like how is this it can is this Ryan Heitzkebo compliant or not? Thing like fining agents, they had to decide is a fining agent an ingredient, right. and they decided nope, it's like yeast; it goes into the beer, but it's not it's not present in the beer afterwards, and so it's not an ingredient, and so. Uh, PVPP, um, you can use, they, they just arbitrarily selected amount that you could potentially use and still be Reinheitsgebot compliant. So, um, an agent. Yeast is an agent, not an ingredient, according to Reinheitsgebot. Those and other facts you will find in my new second edition beer Bible. Um, plug, buy at your finer well, uh, well uh, booksellers. Well plug, because most of the you. time authors on the show tell me about their books, I get less interested. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, we just lost a lot of listeners. Sorry I'm about a, that. I'm a, I'm a buy the cover kind of guy, but that that's actually interesting because you know that's exactly the kind of minutia I love to just bury myself in. But So the adage I was told along the way, right, because there's no history of beer without the history of the ale wife. Um later identified as witches i guess but back in the day the brewer in every town was typically a female who made the beer but it was that their paddles were the key to to where the yeast was coming from right like like when people still weren't sure what was going on those mash paddles those great wooden mash paddles you'll still see on a can of sierra pale were basically just a porous wood that collected yeast while they were stirring, and that's how they inoculated each beer to beer to beer to beer to beer. Are, are there actually mash paddles still on Sierra beer cans? I, I mean, come on, dude. I only drink Sierra on this show blind. By the way, not what we're drinking. I'll do the speech. So what brings us together on Seal This Beer is a can of conversation of beer. What it's doing, not what we'd hoped it'd do. Uh, what, it's, what we've got going on, not what Brian had to do to get it to us. Thanks, Brian. Um... Well, it's an IPA. It <laughs> smells hoppy. It smells like so many of those hops. Yeah, it smells. It, it has the hop smell that smells like hops. Yep. You know, it also a, has there's like a, there's a, there's a kind of a generic hoppy. It's probably Mersin or citrum, something. Yeah, yeah, citron mosaic is yes. what you're talking about. And yeah. John hates mosaic, so I'm watching to see if I see him make that mosaic face because De- I believe mosaic. we are drinking a classic citron mosaic. McGurk effect people, beer. People stood in line for this beer. If lines still exist, I don't know if they do or not. Well, mass six feet apart. Okay, yeah. But yeah, um, people still queue up, mate. It's very nice though. It's very, it's very like balanced. It. <laughs> Fuck you. 
There's no bitterness in this I beer at all. I There's it. literally zero bitterness in this beer. I love it when the guests actually pay attention and then can bring it back a little bit. That's just that's as long as they're being funny and sarcastic. Uh, yeah, well, I hate when they try to be serious. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's fun to drink, and you're talking about. So you were talking about that kind of definitive new world, new hop flavor, and it's definitely all that. And I like how it really is just all that. I think there's a quest amongst the better of them. You, t- you take your other halves, your trilliums, your treehouses. Um, they're not trying necessarily, in my opinion, and they do confirm this for me. But they're not trying to make something more hazy. They're not trying to make something more whatever. They're trying to get as close to this kind of flavor as possible. I don't know that this one gets there, but it's definitely well on that path. It's, of, it's in that vein where yeah, it's not This is just the s- smell and flavor of those hops yeah. with not much beer getting in the way. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing, right, where a lot of the... I'm, I'm, I'm going to say fly by night, but I, it, that's a little too derogatory for what I mean. But like, it doesn't matter what you say from now on because I've literally got rush in my head, and there's no getting back. Well, <laughs> good night, everybody. Um, but a lot of the time, these hazy IPAs are just—they seem rushed. They seem this sort feels of put hazy together. To you? Oh, I don't yeah. think it's as hazy as you think. I. But here, here's go where on, I'm go going on. with it. A lot of them feel rushed. A lot of them feel like okay, like we have. 13 pounds per yeah. barrel, that's all we need because it's going to sell and et cetera, et cetera. When you start talking about other half, when you start talking about Trillium and Treehouse and some of those, like where they're using the centrifuge, like where they're actually like paying attention and crafting things cool. a little bit better, that's where this is on the road too. So I agree with you on that. Like it's yeah. not quite their but caliber, it's close. but it's, yes, and it's striving to break away from the pack of just yeah. generic and, my, and, and I think it, I this think has got to be murky this has got to be you think it's super ugly yeah this is well yeah. we got plenty of clear glasses here yeah. in this we'll fine, find out soon fine enough, establishment we're drinking in we're coming to you today from Carbon Brewing anyway um, but what I'm saying Brought is to you, but here's my, here's my overall problem with it because it's definitely doing those things we're talking about fantastically and I think that's a cool fucking thing to do and blah 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 but I'm kind of already done drinking it because it's missing the definition of a beer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's no bitterness, there's no saltiness. Are those guys here for you? Um, I think so. Uh, you know what I mean? So, so it's fun. I've had, no, no, you're fine. You're fine, Zoe. You'll handle it. Um, it's, it's doing fun and... See, there's Zoe handling it. Told you. Um, it's always good. But, um, but fun, good stuff. But like I said, I've got it. I know what it's doing, and it's done doing it. So unless it adds a little bit of acidity, a little bit of, you know, protein creaminess, there's alcohol there, usually good enough to get me back for a third sip. All right. These kind yeah. of beers, I'm, I'm curious if you've talked about this before. These, these beers... You don't, you don't listen? listen? Uh, Fuck I, you. I, <laughs> I don't listen. I, I don't listen. All, all of them. I, I, I am I, so I, uncomfortable I, with what just happened. I, I'm, I'm a regular listener, but not not a not a an obsessive okay. listener. Okay. Uh, let's fair, just put it that way. Uh, and I'm at tr- I kind of check out who you're interviewing, John, on, on your other podcast, and also uh, uh, you know regular listener, but not an obsessive. All right. Uh, so wait, I don't wait, wait, I don't know if you made this twist. observation, which is um, these beers taste great. Uh, initially, they're like a great four ounce beer, and I don't know how if they get past about. 55 degrees anybody can really drink them they're not sessionable at all they're so sweet like this has an incredibly the mid the mid palate is just very sweet it's got a big satsuma like sweetness and so, so i don't know if you guys i will about that. i will tell you a thing i've tried to make a mission 
for Steal This Beer and the Thieves. But um, so when I was a kid in my early 20s and I was working at one of my first bars, the owner knew me to be a, um, an enthusiastic wine guy. So he sent me to one of those industry tastings that are thrown by importers or distributors. whatever. Distributors. Um, and it was all California cabs from one thing. So at the time, it was like legitimately 50 or 60 wineries with their cab and their reserve cab from that vintage. So let's say 92. Um, and I was learning how to taste and it was my obsession. I was working my way around. And I did every table, and he told me I could buy two cases of whatever I thought it would become a featured wine. It was a big deal, and he was trying to kind of give me the nod. So I went through the whole fucking tasting of like ingredients, right? Like, even though California is all kinds of fuckery in the, in the, vine- in the um, winery, there's only so much you can do in the vineyard, and the year will put its stamp on the flavors. So I taste the whole thing. There's one that just blows my socks off, right? Because those beers, if you're not familiar with California Cab, especially before Parker fucked it all up. Those ones, yeah. Um, they were, you know, cedar, graphite, currants, big extraction, a lot of fun. So I taste all the way through, and there's one that just registers with me as, Jesus, fuck, this is the one. And I buy the two cases. And like I said, I really did try to taste professionally. And when I got to the bar in the wine showed up three weeks later the wine was in complete disarray like it was not what i thought i bought what i learned about myself and tasting in general is that in that scenario you don't want the outlier right you you want the dead middle of everything because that's the one that's coalescing all these flavors best and it's not going to stick out in that kind of tasting no matter what you do yeah, and even worse if it's a subtle beer, in this case wine, or, yeah. or beer, if you're doing a beer tasting. Because those those subtle notes, especially in a, in a small pour, may not pop, and then uh, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not capturing them. But in a, if you're drinking a pint or two, you start getting into the complexities and the subtleties, right. and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, this is an insane beer. But the reason I tell that story is because if you're trying to win a food competition, triple your butter, triple your salt, double your sugar... <laughs> If you're trying to win a wine competition, micro-oxygenate your must. And if you're living in a part of beer culture that is going to open nine beers tonight, only the four ounces needs to scream. And you design for that. So if you're making a sticker can hazy and you're not making it for the same 200 people that come to your tasting room every weekend, you have to be making it to hit those notes that make people happy in four ounces. And I think that one nails that kind of drinking there's nothing yeah, wrong with that a, kind of drinking it, it's it's, can, can it's we, yeah. very impressive first first blush all right here we go so this is instant credibility from greenpoint beer nail that we had on a show about five years ago in 2016 when katarina came on we had freshly canned it and this was something that was in my travels this week and i wanted to bring it back because it hits all those notes that you said jeff and i'm pretty sure you said the same exact shit five years ago probably when you sipped it Go check the and tape. Then, you know, I'm consistent, man. But yeah, I'm consistent. To, 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 yeah. I don't evolve. And, and the I funny just part is still. because you said, yeah, somebody probably waited in line for this, and that's exactly what is the can art is people <laughs> waiting in line for Hazy IPA. And it's 7.8%, so it... it Oof, I don't know. Yeah, it's very pussy. Yeah. I mean, in a good way. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's very smooth. I mean, it's a very accomplished beer. These beers aren't that easy to make. They're kind of hard to make. Well, like Hold this. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't read the whole thing because my eyes are old, but I see three words that matter to our discussion. Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Trinity. 
Yep. It's, I mean, it's just that's that's how you make a beer that tastes like that. Yeah. And they nailed it, I think. Yeah. Uh, everybody should have a fresh whip. Paul, did you not get yours? In a minute. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, what I need yeah, is more beer it. on the table. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. Um, I got to say, uh, as a palate cleanser, this cask brown ale is awesome. Yeah. They're fun to drink, man. It's, it's just really, it's sessionability. You if know? this was in New someday. Jersey and we could turn on TV, I would definitely throw on, you know, Paris-Roubaix, the bike race was on today. Big fucking very important end of season bike race. But if we could reinvent today, I would put that race on, watch it from the beginning, drink eight of those with you, and talk European sport passionately. And I'd be like, aha! I don't know if Jeff understands, so he can't have a TV on him. Can't in, uh, what's the... Legally, Legally, I would be then competing with a restaurant. Oh, even if you don't have food. You're not allowed to have food either. Liquor laws are so bizarre. Only in New Jersey are they this bizarre. Wow. <laughs> Let's throw that one out to the listeners. They know. <laughs> Do you live they, in the know. Oh, they know. Yeah. You have we've no got, idea what it's like to be around here. We are not allowed to serve food in here. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing some states in the South have also No, no, but they laws. just have no drinking laws right all of their laws are part of that kind of puritan ethic of drinking is bad and that somehow makes them make sense you have complexly all of these all of these are just designed to keep kind of monopolistic franchise in place that was written by criminals coming out of prohibition you got to remember new jersey was a wet state Mm -hmm. we never pretended to have prohibition except when the federales were in town and that, you know, so if you watch Boardwalk Empire. I just took the ferry and I saw how many people live in a, in a very nearby uh, <laughs> place. I yep. can imagine that that was a, a, big, a yeah. big draw. This is a good a, way. This, ta- this, town, this town was founded completely by a Methodist community of tent, you know, summer tent community. Um, and, then, and then Prohibition happened and this became the easiest way to get booze into Manhattan. And the Methodists just lost their stronghold. But... Um, but anyway, the guys who were that like Enoch Thompson is who I'm sorry, Enoch Johnson is who Nookie Thompson is based on. Right, uh, he's Steve a real Buscemi's politician character. who really did write the laws as a criminal saloon runner and bootlegger. Right, so nowadays in New Jersey, we call speakeasies restaurants, and we call boot you know rum runners we call them distributors and all of our laws forever have been written to protect those two groups from any competition of any kind ever so it's it's much more confusing it's not it's not that some preacher in town was like drinking's bad make all the laws we can to hurt drinking right it's only hurt competition (laughs) for wing nights exactly like defend the wing night yeah yeah Welcome to New Jersey. Yeah, on yes, the West sir. Coast, uh, drinking, we seem to try to facilitate drinking in all ways. And in Wild West, yeah, man. It's good. <laughs> exactly. See, we have Boardwalk so Empire. You guys have whatever that fuck show was. What was that show where they said fuck every three seconds? Oh, Deadwood? Deadwood. Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the West then. It's, that's like South Dakota or something. But yeah, same. Mm. Well, all right. All right. So let's get back to the Bible. Um, Which I wanted to point out. The lack of creativity that exists in publishing. You were asking like why it's called the Bible. It's because Workman Publishing put out a wildly successful book called The Wine Bible. And it was like, oh well Carrie McNeil's know. Wine Bible? Yeah. That's a fantastic book though. Yeah. It's successful because it's a fucking fantastic well, and book. And that's why Jeff's book is successful because it's fucking fantastic as well. Oh. But what I'm saying is Workman had success with a beverage name Bible. Plus the word Bible. Bible. So it's like, oh yeah, we'll do that. Have they done a whiskey Bible yet? 
there is a whiskey Bible. I don't. Is think. that is that Bryson? I uh, actually. Oh God! What, what is, I, I'm not sure what Bryson's whiskey book is. Is that? That's not the Bible. No, he did tasting whiskey. Uh, tasting. He, he that's did a tasting different. whiskey because Story Publishing did Randy Mosher's tasting beer. Right. So that's another so series. So it was. Hey, let's do tasting whiskey. Like, there's no originality in publishing. Hey, I gotta say, I was just I was just haranguing uh, Augie for not having the name of the brewery on the building, which is bizarre to me. Uh, which led into more yeah. uh, New Jersey Jersey weirdness. laws, but uh, <laughs> but I but I the truth is as I've as I've been a writer and it's it's not easy to make a living as a writer. I realized that all this crass marketing stuff matters, and I'm going to call it the beer bible if it's going to sell a hundred thousand copies. I and, get that. Uh, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not against <laughs> it, but 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 you know, I th- I think there is because as much as some religions that have bibles have been some religions for as long as they have i believe beer has been some people's religion for damn near as long beer is so much older than extant religions it goes back 12,000 years it's yeah. crazy old that's christianity is 2,000 years old buddhism is 2,500 years old i mean but that's it, what i say so there there is you know, should be really perfectly good. reason to argue that this is a Bible. I just I wanted to get into that kind of shit cuz that's a shit i like to stir early on a sunday morning after a bike ride um but so so we've already done the the clarification of the Reinskabot and them not understanding what yeast's true nature was, even though they were aware of it. But is is there a certain other thing that when you're looking at the the Facebook groups and they're saying dumb shit, you're like, my book could fix that if they just read it. Is there is there some other like huge like, thank God Alworth has written this down, so maybe it makes it into the lexicon. I mean, I hope that that uh, most of the stuff in there is accurate and, and you know I have a, a little neurosis that, that Martin Cornell and Ron Pattinson are going to read it and, and I'm going to be flamed at some point I, d- I did actually I have I think them. it's adorable you think either of them can read uh, I, well I did I, I did actually have them look at it so I wouldn't have that, uh, that are either of them blurbed on the back because I'm going to call you out on that if I check <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not blurbed on the back, but I do reference them throughout, and I thank them in the acknowledgments Good. for their help. Well, um, they are great writers. They're well, they're great. You know, they're historians. great historians, and and they they radically change the way people think about beer. And I think um, you know the a lot of those myths are starting to die uh, because barflies now read them, and uh, they you know w- one of the cool things when you're in a bar and you're, you're passing along a fact is that you become the authority. So when, when somebody rolls out a, oh, Bach was the thing they scraped off the bottom of the barrel uh, kind of myth, then it's it's cool if you're the person who said, well, Ron Pattinson says, you <gasps> well, know. Actually, 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 exactly, exactly. Hold on, hold on, actually. <laughs> so what really happened was, oh, my God. But um, You want to see the one guy at the bar with no friends? <laughs> be, be, <laughs> that's the guy. <laughs> but you know who I miss? So, so you guys, I know you're both children, but... um. But you guys, I, I know he's you. my age. Shush, you're yeah, a child. I was say, how old are but you? So when I was when I was a kid, I, I've been I've been involved as a publican actually before I was legally old enough to drink, and so on and so forth, and that's all fine. But there used to be a guy in every bar, usually silver-haired, typically of Irish descent, you know, kind of guy who really got at it. And I believe this is why the Guinness Book of Records exists. But every bar had the guy who, in an argument, the bartender would be like, Jimmy, what's the answer? And that was the fucking last that could be talked about in the bar. Like, you'd let it build. You'd let it be, actually, you'd let it go. And then, Jimmy, what's the answer? And I think the worst thing smartphones ever did was make that person just a miserable drunk at the end of the bar, right? Because Jimmy always had his two cents to finalize the decision, and that's who he was. He was the, you know, 
the mayor of that bar, if you would, and he had the final say on any argument because he'd been in the bar hearing the arguments for the longest. And fucking Google in your pocket destroyed that because instead of being like, hey, Jimmy, what do you think the answer is? We're like, what is Bach? And then if you know which hit to accept, you get the right answer. Yeah, it's, um, it's true. But, go you on. know, Jimmy's still exist everywhere. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to get rid of the hey, Jimmy's. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, hey. I, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. This one smells nice. Clearly another hazy IPA. Yeah, the classic milk stout hazy IPA. Mmm. I love mixed fermentation. Me too. When it's done well. The worst part is we know who this is. It's got See, a nice, nice balsamic <laughs> note. There's, there's a telltale fermentation note there that I okay. promise you when he reveals it, we're going to know who made it. Okay. I want to hear who it is before. Yeah. I'm not saying, I don't say who's in my head right, yet, but there's a very familiar note to the yeast profile. All right. Okay. I'll have to dig like it out. Have, I want to hear your guess. All right. Okay. Um, no, it's got this really bright tartness to it. Um, I like his balsamic note. Little, yeah, a little sure. touch of funk. And you know when you get shitty balsamic that isn't balsamic and they put raspberries in it? It yeah, tastes yeah. just like that. Okay. So do you know? Like, so do you like know what? Valley, do you know uh, what balsamic is and what balsamic can be? So balsamic vinegars are like a sherry system of uh-huh. diminishing. So basically, you're just oxidizing and giving up headspace to a vinegar through a solera, but in smaller and smaller. Like a solera is all the same match size to one. This is actually diminishing, and it ends in pine because it's so porous, which is the balsam of balsamic. Um, and that's where you go. And quickly people figured out if you just burnt sugar and added it to red wine vinegar, it would look black and taste a little sweet. And that became balsamic vinegar in America. So first thing you have to look for is a Cheddar de Monina on the label to make sure at least it's coming from the place balsamic vinegar comes from. And then you have to know that real balsamic vinegar that's really gone through that time and process costs hundreds of dollars an ounce and is not something you can buy with a pourer on a, yeah. you know, in it. But this tastes like fake balsamic with fruit added to it as the acidity definition i like that a lot because a little bit of sugar nice acidity so it's wood it's fruit it's mm-hmm. yeah mm. I, uh-uh. I, i'm thinking i'm thinking the color of this beer is maybe brown i, I think i'm picking up some uh you think maybe it's roadie uh well i don't know about Fuck roadie, you rodenbach but, uh, <laughs> I, 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 but i do feel like there's uh that kind of that sweetness that comes from uh, the the malt when the, the the yeasts are doing their thing you know it it, mm-hmm. it builds that kind of cherry uh, esters somehow that the the darker malts give I don't know and it's I'm not strong. sure what the chemistry is and it's strong like it's a it's a warm beer for a sour um but we had Rodenbach on the show like two three weeks ago yeah but and that that's like, and yeah. it just hits. I think Rodenbach is, is sharper than this. This is a pretty sweet beer. This is yeah. more. Uh, yeah. Well, I think of Rodenbach is flabbier too, like fleshier. Um, hmm. Hmm. I like it. Where are you drinking it, John? Where am I drinking this? I don't know. This is. This is, I think, like one of those ones that I might have in the fridge for a while. That might be like at the house for a while, and like. All of a sudden, the mood strikes one night where it's just like, let me just see how this goes. And then I'm pleasantly surprised and like sort of happy. Like, this is sort of a, um, an impulse yeah. open, not a purposeful, any particular place. It's like, you know, I'm in the mood for this. 
I, I know Cass wants me to <clears throat> pick a brand, and I'm not going to do it because I don't have it definitively, but my guess is it's East Coast. It's got all the assemblage notes of a well-made European, but the yeast just feels too familiar. So my guess is might be like South Carolina or not, but it's somewhere East Coast. I think it just tastes like our air. South Carolina? These yeah. kind of beers go really well with meat. So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling like I want some, some barbecue, barbecue with this. Yeah, exactly. Brisket, like a good coffee brisket from our friend at uh, Fetisau. 100%. I would fucking nail it with this. Cass? How do you not have... I know, seriously. Like, Cass... Like, There's had only... You had one fucking job, Cass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we know what's going to happen. All right, here we go. Oh, it's in a bottle. It's in a bottle. Looks like it looks... Trill waters. Still water trillium from 2017. Nice. So, That's wow. perfect. From All right. my cellar collection for today. All right, so it's definitely East Coast, right? So it's JC because Brian doesn't have a, have a brewery, so it has right. to be... I can't read it, dude. It is a go- New England Goza with Stonington sea salt, Chenin Blanc juice dry hopped with Nelson Sauvignon and Motueka. Ah, little NZ hops there. Those those hop notes That's I think are show. kind of vanished. Maybe they might they might have faded yeah. over the six years it sat in Brian's cellar. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not getting those bright hop. <laughs> but the bottle but, is five years old. But I mean, but yeah. that's the thing, right? You sit around and it's like, okay, I'm just going to open this now. Like you got to be in like. But but so, right so if I had to guess who played what role in that, because these are two friends who I love their beer, I'm guessing it's actually JC's. Yeah, the salt is there. Yeah, but that's that's Brian. Right, and so that could also be why we were thinking Rodenbach a little bit because there is that salty character. Sure, no, but, it, but yeah. all I'm saying is JC's wedding yeast, as I call it. I know he's got a real name for it, but the wedding yeast of JC's is the fermentation, which we know, and then that salt is Strumke being like, "This is what I want to do to it," and then Chenin Blanc was probably just Bryn and JC on the side. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's a tasty fucking beer. What's the ABV on it, Cass? Six. 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 So it reads richer. It, yeah. Nice work, team. Yeah, I'm, a pr- I'm, I'm down with it. So yeah, it's definitely East Coast, by the way. Six years is a long time to sit on a beer, and it gets pretty risky, but um, I would say this is in perfect shape. It's probably... Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know how long you want to sit on that if you've got one, but... Um, I would drink the fuck yeah, out of it. I would, too, right? Yeah. This is the moment. So, here, so here's the thing. Uh, Go on. I know we got to get them to yeah, a book do, do your in a prof- minute, Do your professional but, reporter thing here because right. we're out of time already. So it's not going to air tomorrow, which is Monday, but it'll air a week from Monday. So we have listeners, I don't know, I think outside of New Jersey as well, but like, where are you going to be later on in October and November? Okay, I'm going to be, uh, by the time this... A week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, I think I'm going to be in... So I'm, I'm going to the Upper Midwest, okay, uh, including Chicago, Minneapolis, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, where I went to graduate school, nice. and uh, Chicago. Okay. And, I, and I, let's just see here how quickly I can load this. Uh, that's that's next Give week. Al or just go to this. like beervana.com. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Did you drink it? Beervanablog.com. You fucking punk. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. There we go. All right. Uh, October twelfth. Uh, I'll be at Fair State in Minneapolis. I, he's like a comic now. You yeah. can check me yeah. out at the Chuckle Hut. Hey, <laughs> sign my mailing list. <laughs> exactly. Uh, October 13th at Giant Jones in Madison. Uh, and then I'll be at Half Acre with 
Uh, Josh Knoll, uh, who wrote that wonderful book, the Chicago Tribune writer. We still haven't just, had Knoll on, have we? We, we did. We did? We oh, had that's him awesome. on after. I've wanted to do that for a while. I'm glad I did that. On, we had him on the week after Kennedy sent us the Goose Island Christmas IPA. Oh, right. And oh, we destroyed right. it. It was, it was fucking so horrible. It was, it was so bad, I hope you can find a can while you're there. Because it was fucking horrible. It's it's still on the shelves, I'm sure. It, it is turning out on the shelves right now. Well, I would hope I would hope AB is big enough to buy it back and not fucking crowd up a shelf with that piece of shit. Anyway, go on. Yeah, well, he's he's a wonderful uh, actual reporter like John Hall, and well, uh, he's a flinty. I, I don't actually think he's he's what John Hall claims to be. I don't think he smokes cigars, but he, he's God he, damn. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, at least once a month, people are like, why do you keep doing this show with Augie? And I swear to God, it gets harder I keep you grounded. I keep you grounded. I keep your head from swelling. I'm the one keeping you honest. Fucking worse. All I know is, uh, (laughs) of the three of us, one of us is written for the New York Times. So, that's all I'm saying. I've been quoted in the New York Times. I have not. <laughs> and I believe which, which, which there may what, be a perp walk of me. In the, which is in the one New of York my favorite like, in the New York Times where you're quoted as who goes by Augie. That's right. Because it's such a very Timesian way of saying, yeah. like, that's not They're your name. They're like, we name. don't really think that's yeah, his that's name. Yeah, that's not your name. No. Yeah. I've gone by Augie in the New York Times multiple times, I think including in my wedding announcement. Mm-hmm. I think... Yes, yeah. your wedding announcement does read. I think, yeah. I think that's. I think that may be the first time I appeared in the New York Times. As Lawrence Augustine who goes by Carton Augie. the Fourth, who goes by who Augie. Goes by yeah. Augie. Um, anyway, this is boy. Is this a sidetrack? Get back to. Get back to. How do we sign your mailing that, list? Yeah. How do, how how do, do we? How do we catch your next show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it true you'll smoke a joint with us after the episode? <laughs> uh, no comment. Depends on the state you're in. Birvanablog.com. You can find the tour list after uh, the Midwest. I go to the West. I do a West Coast swing, mostly in California, and then the South. Going to do a stop in Atlanta with Mitch Steele. I'm really looking forward to That's that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, he wrote a good beer book. Yeah, he, he was also he, on yeah. the show. He's that I know because he's one of my heroes. Yeah. I guy, remember all the heroes. That guy's <laughs> that guy's all right. I'm looking forward to that one. So there's a, a bunch of good stops coming up. So right if on. you are uh, any of those places come see me I would love to see you and you guys should see Jeff because he he is one of the good ones left and and as you know poor Hall will tell this story I'm sure another time over beers but I fucking hate having book signings in here and you're only here because I love you and John said we can do this so that's that's why you should all go to these book signings because yes like there's maybe three authors and Hall might not be one of them who could get away with having a book signing in my brewery (laughs) there it is again (laughs) hurtful hurtful Hey, thanks for coming all the way out to Seriously. the East Coast. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was uh, not pleasant to get here, but it's very pleasant being here, so I appreciate and, it. And if you're a thief on your way in here, thanks for coming to the brewery and meeting everybody. Cass, take my mic and do your shit. And I'm going to say get at us now because we're sharing mics. We're not all sharing, so get at us. Yeah, get at us. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us some love letters. We don't have a letter today, Kennedy. Thank you. Uh, follow us on all social medias. That's, that's Steal This Beer. And uh, Patreons, thanks so much for that donate to us. They, they does go along. We really right. appreciate it. We did not fly Jeff out with your money. That that is no, that's sure. Workman. That's Workman. Uh, shout out to Workman. And uh, okay. Cheers. 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 Cheers.